The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. You want the upper hand in your fantasy football leagues? Then you've come to the right place. To the right place. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. What's up? What's up, everybody? Happy Thanksgiving. Can you believe we're already saying it? Oh, I can't, can't <laughs> believe it. And it is my favorite holiday. Oh, really? I think Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday of the year. Yeah, I think so. I like Thanksgiving. I like Christmas because I like to give gifts. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, my kids are unappreciative anyway. Like, they don't care. They're just like, I, I give me more. Give me more. Whatever you're giving me, I need more. I <laughs> just it. a little context. How old are your kids? <laughs> Six and four. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Six and four. Uh, it, it'll be funny if they're like, you know, 18 and 20. Yeah. Give me more. Yeah. I want more. What's up, guys? Hope uh, I see everyone in the chat here. Thanks for joining. Um, yeah, we, we got a lot to talk about today. We're going to go over all the th- all three Thanksgiving games tomorrow. Um, I know there's a lot of lineups that need to be kind of set, uh, you know, before going into t- tomorrow's games. We got our early game. We got a midday game and we have a night game tomorrow. So keep that in mind. All right. Uh, we got, uh, what do we have going on? So like, let's see. So we have Bills at Lions. That's the first game. Then Giants at Cowboys. And then we got Patriots at Vikings. So a couple, couple decent games. Uh, the Patriots at Vikings one, that's an interesting one. We'll see if the Patriots defense can give us some, give them some issues. Giants, Cowboys fighting for first place in the NFC East. Uh, and they're fighting right. for Odell Beckham. Yeah, second place. Second, I'm sorry. Yeah, fighting for second in the AFC in the NFC. It's it's. I keep forgetting that both the both of them have good records, but there's another team there. Right, um, right yeah. And then um, the Bills at Lions, uh, you know, in Detroit. So maybe, just maybe, it can be uh, somewhat of a competitive game, mm. but we'll see. Um, I, I wanted to before we get into it. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. All right. Uh, we have there's a lot of. Uh, Pickums that you could choose from, obviously, because there's three games tomorrow. Okay, so it's extra exciting, and you know we're all going to be watching the games. It's going to be even more fun if you put some entries in on Underdog. And before I get into the special promotions that are that are going on tomorrow, because there are a couple of one that we got to talk about, 
real quick what underdog is, especially the, specifically the pickums, and they also have tournaments by the way too. You could draft players for tomorrow throughout the, tomorrow's game, and you'll be competing against other people that you draft against. And whoever had the high, whoever has the highest points at the end of the day, they win money. Okay, so it's pretty. It's a pretty cool way to play. Uh, now let me explain underdog pickums, and if you're not aware of what that is, you have an entry with three to five picks. Basically, you choose higher or lower on a bunch of different stat lines, whether it's Dak Prescott over, what is it, 263, 243 yards, 246 yards, higher or lower, you know. And, you know, they have all basically all the players in tomorrow's games. You can you can choose higher or lower on their respective stat lines. You throw them into an entry. And if you choose, th- if you get three right, uh, you six times your money. If you choose four right, you 10x your money. Whatever you put in, five bucks will get you 40 bucks if you get four right. And if you get five right, uh, if you choose five in your entry, you're going to 20 extra money. Okay. Uh, so it's a pretty cool way to play. $100 will turn to 2000 Okay. Uh, so uh, that, that's a basic, that's, that's the basic, uh, you know, rules and all that kind of stuff. It's really fun to play. Um, now, if you use the code Upperhand Fantasy, you're going to double your first deposit up to $100. But let me tell you about the pro- promotions going on tomorrow as well. Uh, and by the way, you can put in those pickums today. Like you can sign up today, use code Upperhand, and you can put in those pickums today. Uh, and as you you can put in as many entries as you want. But one entry that you want to make sure to put in is one that includes Dak Prescott. And you only it only it's only going to cost you a dollar. But you include Dak Prescott in the entry, higher or lower. You, you said it was what, Zach? I think it's two forty six this week. Two hundred forty six passing yards. I think I lean, I'm leaning the over despite mm-hmm. a hair. I think. I, I but, think it's the over. Yeah. Yeah, you think it's over too because you're the cow. You're, you're you're a Cowboys <laughs> fan, so of course you can think it's over. Yeah, if it's three hundred twenty passing yards, you think it's over too. Um, but uh, you got to include him in your entry. You choose five other, you know, I'm sorry, four other stat lines that you like for a total of five. Uh, you put in one dollar, and if you get all five of them right, you're gonna win a hundred dollars. Okay, that's a special that they have going on. So it only gonna, it's only gonna cost you a dollar, and you have a chance to win a hundred. You're not competing against anybody. You're just competing, you know, with yourself and with these. As long as these players do their thing, higher or lower. You're gonna win some money, okay? Uh, Ricky in the in the chat is asking, "Is it better than Prize Picks?" Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> and okay, so then the the other thing is, if you never played Pickums before, you're gonna see a Justin Jefferson line for over or under or higher or lower than 0.5 receiving yards, not touchdowns, but receiving yards. So basically, it's a free play. Yeah. Okay, so you're gonna be able to put if you're new to Pickums, you're gonna be able to put Justin Jefferson uh, in. Your entry, you, you're basically going to get a free pick uh, as long as he has more than his one yard or more. That's all he needs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so make sure to take advantage of that. If you're not signed up for Underdog already, make sure to download the app. I'll have We'll have the link in the description of the podcast uh, and on YouTube. And you can click that link, use code upper hand, and you will, uh, you will, will, they will double your deposit up to $100. Okay, uh, but let's get into the games, man. And by the way, I did post some picks over on Instagram. So if you're wondering like what picks I like, I can just tell you right now. <laughs> I like Saquon over 76 and a half rushing yards. We talked about this before. You know, Dallas, Dallas defense, not the best uh, rushing defense, right? They're much better against the pass. Yeah. Um, but for me, what it is is like when it comes to Saquon, like his lines have been around 100 yards. You know, ninety plus yards, hundred yards. So when mm-hmm. the when the because of last week, his line is very depressed, up seventy six and a half, right? So like when that happens, I'm, I'm going to take the over on that. Yeah. Like especially when it comes to Saquon, somebody who could will likely get some volume. And this is a division game. This might be a close one. Um, yeah. 
I also like him to score as yeah. well. So, you know, a, a 0.5 scrimmage touchdowns, it's, whether he catches one or rushes one in, he hasn't scored, you know. And I think it's been a couple of games since he scored. So, like, I yeah, feel like he's, he's, he's due. Yeah, we could check that. But, you know, I, I bet definitely, you know, for Saquon to have a big day after a bad day. You know, I don't expect him to have a bad day two weeks in a row. Not like last week where, what do you have, like 15 carries for 20 yards? It was just, like, really bad. But Yeah, I, 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 he didn't score last week, but he did score the, the, the week before that. He did. Right. Okay. So, yeah, he did score the week before that and the week before that. So, all right, he didn't score last week, but we're seeing that he scores more often than not this season. I, I'd take him to score at least in, in a big What game. I liked about this one was that, you know, they're allowing you to do either or, rushing or receiving. Yeah. Usually it, they just they just show the rushing touchdown. They're showing rushing and receiving. So that's what I like about that. Whether Whichever way he scores, uh, you know, that, that will count. Uh, I feel like Darius Slayton, I also yeah. like him, 47 and a half receiving yards. I don't think Darius Slay, uh, I'm sorry, I, I, I don't think he's going to be shadowed at all. Like, like Diggs is not going to shadow him. He's going to no. move around, uh, you know, a little bit. So 47 and a half, he's their wide receiver one. Um, you know, Wandale is going to be out, obviously. So I, I feel like he can go over that pretty pretty easily. Yeah, definitely. Um, the, We've seen Darius Slayton do his thing, but going back to Saquon, you know, I think he is going to score because, you know, who the Giants have anymore as receiving options or even, you know, offensive weapons outside Daniel Jones and his, his likes. I think that definitely two guys, you know, Darius Slayton, he's just kind of the number one by default. And he's all right. You know, he's been doing, he's been playing pretty well. And Saquon Barkley, he's going to be getting plenty of touches. So I'd definitely take the overs on them uh, in this game. Yeah. And and we're going to get into quarterback rankings and running back rankings today, too, in addition to reading the games yet. By the way, this is not us previewing the games. We're just talking about our picks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Robinson, right? Uh, I, I think he goes higher than three and a half receptions. You know, he is very involved in the passing game. Matt Jones loves to pass it down to him. Um, you know, if you look at what Ramondre did over the past few games, six targets, seven targets, seven targets, eight targets, five targets. I feel like three and a half, that's a little bit of a gimme. So yeah. I, I, will, I will take that every time. All right. Jacoby Myers, higher than four receptions. This is a great matchup out of the slot against the Vikings for Jacoby. He's their number one guy. I'm going with him over four receptions pretty easily. Um, and TJ Hawkinson, you know, he's been getting target share over the last two games. He's their second target now over Thielen. So I, I think he's going to easily hit that four reception mark. I have him as over higher than four receptions. Um, and Jamal Williams, this is the one I wanted to ask you about. Um, the Lions, they had they, they might be down two of their interior linemen potentially. Now, guards don't have a huge impact, but you know, there's yeah. they, they could have some sort of impact. Um, Higher than 14 and a half rushing attempts against the Bills. Now, if this game gets out of hand, then maybe he sees less than that. But I have a feeling that, you know, this is they're going to try to run the ball against this team. Um, yep. The Lions defense has been playing a little bit better. I feel like he can get over 14 and a half in this game. I think he can. Anything the Lions are going to do on the ground, it's going to run through Jamal Williams first and foremost, especially if they get down on the goal line. They could run him into the pile three times in a row if they need to at the goal line. You know, so <laughs> That's all you need to count on, just carries. This is one where it's not reliant on production. It's just, you know, is he going, going to get the ball handed to him? So that I do like that. Um, even though it, I'm thinking the way the Bills played last week, you know, it's going to be a negative game script for the Lions, you know, the most of the game. I think that Jamal Williams, you know, they're going to be they're going to have to balance it just a little bit. You know, they, they can't just go full on pass, especially if they go down early. They have a whole first half, regardless of what the score is, to run the ball. And Jamal Williams is going to get most of the carries. Yeah. So I like that I one. Think so. I think higher makes sense. Nice. Love it. Love it. All right. 
sign up, use code upper hand, make your first deposit today to make to double that deposit up and take advantage of all the turkey day specials that they have going on. Okay, let's get into it, man. Bills at Lions. Um, you're obviously starting Stefan Diggs, no question about it. Uh, Josh Allen, we'll talk about him, but I have him ranked as my QB3 for the week. Yep. So you're obviously starting him. Um, Devin Singletary, you know, this is a, a game where the, the Lions run defense has played better as of late after their bye. Um, you know, they kind of turned the page a little bit. They've been playing good football overall. And I'm not mistaken, they're, they're, they have a three-game win streak now. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I do think that Devin Singletary is a solid start. James Cook was a little bit more involved last week. But, you know, I think Devin Singletary still had like 18 carries or so. So, like, he's a solid start. I have him as a back-end RB2 if that – by the way, guys, there's no bye weeks this week. Okay, and every team is playing all sixteen, all thirty-two games. We're gonna have sixteen games this week, which is awesome. Yeah. Um. You know, obviously, you know, three of those games are gonna be on Thanksgiving. One of those games is gonna be on Monday, but we're still gonna have a fantastic Sunday. So I'm looking forward to that. But Devin Singletary, I actually have him right outside my top twenty-four, uh, and we'll get into the top thirty running backs here in a second. But um, he's a solid start, you know. But I, he's not someone that I have to have in my lineup this week. Yeah, I'm not, you know, too crazy about Devin Singletary, and I've. I'm just not a big Devin Singletary fan in general. And it's crazy but, because this is against the Lions, right? You would yeah. think that, like, oh, yeah, we'd be all over him. Yeah, but with James Cook, I, I kind of like what I saw from James Cook. I wouldn't be surprised if he continues to get, you know, a decent workload, at least compared to what he was getting earlier in the season. I'm not saying he's going to vulture enough snaps to make Devin Singletary, you know, obsolete. But I think low-end RB2 is where I'd have him. If he scores a touchdown, he might have mid-RB2 upside. But he's not in the RB1 range as far as upside, just because James Cook is there and just the way this offense operates with Josh Allen, you know, doing his thing and uh, Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis in the passing game. This could get out of hand quickly. They won't, might not have to use the running backs a whole lot, um, but, you know, if Devin Singletary scores a touch, I, I think that he's going to be, you know, right in that RB2 conversation, low-end RB2 for me, even if he does score a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, and, and you kind of need a touchdown from him if he's going to score because if James Cook yeah. is going to be a little bit involved, then – his his ceiling and floor lowers a little bit. Um, who else? Uh, Gabe Davis, solid matchup this week. Nothing too amazing. Um, he might see a little bit more uh, of Okuda than Diggs. Um, you know, if, if Okuda decides not to travel. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it for the receiving core. Dawson Knox, like, you know, he's like a you know mid tight end two. Like, he's yeah. not somebody that I'm looking to start. He had two good games, but. I'm only starting him if I'm really desperate at the position and there's not much else available on the waiver wire. Yeah. Dawson um, Knox, he's, he's just kind of, you know, a plug and play where if you're stuck and you need someone to play, you know, you, you can throw him in. If you, if you got Kyle Pitts and you'll throw somebody in just for upside in this matchup, it could be good. You know, Dawson Knox, I thought maybe he'd be doing better in this offense, but uh, they haven't featured him the way that he could be. And um, yeah. So, so I, I think that he falls, in that, you know, just if you want to just take a shot in the dark and see what the upside yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, it's a good nice. matchup. It's a good matchup. Um, So, like, yeah, it's a good, it's a decent shot in the dark, especially given the fact that he's been coming on a little bit over the last couple of games. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not excited <laughs> to play no. him by any means. <laughs> um, I think that's it for the Bills offense on the Lions. Obviously, you're starting Amara St. Brown. He's a, you know, top six, seven fantasy wide receiver this week. Um, Jamal Williams. You know DeAndre Swift. Like I don't want to start DeAndre Swift. Like he, you, he, you have to. He has to score a touchdown if, if he's going to do anything. You know, you can hope that he does something because it's Thanksgiving. But like, you know, a nationally, not nationally televised game. But I, 
I'm really like not excited to start him at all. I'm looking for options to bench him. So yeah. Jamal Williams, though, you know, I would play him as a solid RB2 this week. I have met RB17 for the week. Fine playing him, even against the Bills. The Bills have been up and down against the run this week. I mean, this year. You know, I'm not it, it's not never about the volume with Jamal Williams. It's like who cares? He's gonna no. give you like 17 carries for 62 yards and like four touchdowns. Like that could easily happen. Like yeah, <laughs> it's not gonna happen this week, but <laughs> no, he can score a touchdown or two. And you know, that's kind of why you're starting him. So um that's really what it comes down to with Jamal. You know, yeah. I'm not I'm not expecting him to have a hundred yard game or anything like that, but it's really about the touchdowns. So it's really hard to bench him, right? He's like the Amari Cooper, you know, of running backs this year where it's like you can't take him out of your lineup yeah. uh, because he ends up having these big, big games. Yeah. With this Lions backfield, you know, it could be J- Jamal Williams if they can keep it competitive. If it gets out of hand, you know, I don't want to be, you know, too excited about DeAndre Swift. And nobody's excited about DeAndre Swift, but I don't want to blow um too, blow too out of proportion with what he could be. But if this goes into a negative game script, could we see more DeAndre Swift? I don't know. It's just, it's, no, it's we're hard see to Justin pro- Jackson. Yeah, it's That's hard to project that because Justin Jackson has been playing over him. I want to say DeAndre Swift is going to get that work, but for some reason, I, it seems like DeAndre Swift is healthy and he's just not getting the carries, which makes no sense. We've discussed this a lot, but maybe he does something. If you remember last year on Thanksgiving, all DeAndre Swift did for you was pick up two points and then get injured. Um, hopefully that doesn't happen again this season, but, um, I, I, I could see starting Deandre Swift if you're really desperate and that's where I am in the one league right now. So I guess <laughs> I can relate to those Deandre Swift owners out there. You don't want to start him, but if you have nothing else, you know, he has, a, I think he has a chance to, to at least be a low end RB two If things fall the right way, if this is a negative game script, I think that he has that in him. It just comes down to the usage. And I think, if they're not going to give him the ball in a competitive game, if it's a non-competitive game, maybe they'll get him more touches. You know, that's all you can really hope for. His his floor is still like, you know, two points, which is not good enough to start at all. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna not start him. I'm not gonna start him. Right. DeAndre Swift, you know, he did get some of the two minute snaps last week, which is nice. Um, which is weird. It was weird that Jamal Williams got some of that instead of Justin Jackson. Um. But that's what it was looking like. So th- these roles are interchangeable here. You know, Justin Jackson, like, you know, if if you're Dan Campbell, it's like, you know, if, if by the way, I don't think DeAndre Swift is healthy. That's why he's not playing. I don't you think don't he's going to so? be healthy. No, not at all. How could he? Because if, uh, if he I, was healthy, he would be playing. Yeah. So that's the thing. It's like, I'm not a doctor, but I feel like at this point, he has to be at least closer to 100% than he was a couple of weeks ago when they got the same workload. Yeah, I would you know agree. I mean? But like, it looks like he's not there. And even DeAndre Andrew Swift is not going to be there, right? So it's possible that because of that, they're just limiting him, right? And the, and the fact is, they won three in a row. So they didn't yeah. have to play him. And right. on top of that, Justin Jackson, nine carries for 66 yards last week, one catch for 11. So you got 10, 10 touches, 77 yards for Justin Jackson last week. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, so he's well, efficient. <laughs> why, why put DeAndre Swift at risk? Why do right. it? Right? He's our franchise running back. Well, we think. I don't know. I don't know. They're not using him like one. I feel like if he was a franchise running back, they'd use him. I think it's because he's not healthy. I really do. I I don't think that this is a situation where they just don't think he's good. That would be. It's either they don't think he's good or he's he's not healthy. And I think he's not healthy because they they've all come out and said that he's not healthy. So that's 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 where I'm leaning here. Um. So what else? So besides besides that, in the Lions, like I I don't want to start Jared Goff. 
at all. You'll see where I have him, or maybe not, because he might be outside my top twenty. Um, and um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, uh, yeah, not never mind. I think that's it. I was gonna say Hawkinson. Um, yeah, Hawkinson. No, you wanted to talk. You want to put Brock Wright in your lineup? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> uh, Giants and Cowboys. Um, obviously, start Saquon. You know, you're starting. You know, I think Darius Slayton is like a back end wide receiver three this week. Maybe more. Maybe actually, I would say he's a flex play. I would say Darius Slayton's upside flex play. That's what yeah. I don't even think I, would, I could put him in my top 36. Um, you could play him. The matchup is okay. You know, it's nothing, you know, I, it's not a matchup that you, that you need to necessarily stay away from because he's going to move around a little bit outside of where Diggs defends on that left side of the offense. Like, it's not, um, it's not a shutdown. So I wouldn't worry no. about that. Um, yeah. What else do we have here? I think with this game, it's going to be a run heavy game for the Giants. That's going to have to be the game script because the Cowboys players last week came out and said it themselves that they're best against the pass and they have Saquon Barkley in the backfield. And that's why I kind of think, you know, we that's were talking gonna about going to be the game plan going into the game. We'll see yeah. what happens in the second half, though. <laughs> if that, that's the thing. So if, if Dallas can get ahead, which the offense has looked really good, I think they're averaging like 35 points a game since Stack came back. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they've looked good. The thing the Giants have to do is run the ball and keep Dallas from scoring and getting up early because that's been the formula for the Cowboys so far this season. And then that turns into not so good fantasy days for running backs. But if you're going to execute that game plan with anybody, it's going to be Saquon Barkley. And he should get those carries and he should be effective because Dallas has been actually pretty bad against the run, even though the defense as a whole is good. Um, they're much better against the pass. So I think Saquon Barkley could have a big day. If they're going to keep it close, it's going to go through Saquon Barkley. So Darius Slayton, I think he has a little upside, but just the passing volume this whole season has been very low. Last week it went up. It was a spike, but it was because they were way down. I don't think that's going to happen again. Um, not two weeks in a row, at least, because this Giants defense is actually you know a little bit better than we give him credit for, maybe. So I think Darius Slayton, he could be a factor as long as it's close. If it gets out of hand, um, he's not going to be much of a factor. Saquon Barkley, though, should be locked in 100%. I can see him having a big game. And Daniel Jones... At quarterback, I'm not sure how much they're going to get him on the move. You know, you hope they do if you're the Giants. Um, and if you have him in fantasy, I think last last time he played against the Cowboys, he ran for 90 yards. So he could have a nice floor for you going in this week because he's yeah. played the he's played the Cowboys a lot and he's always been good with his legs against Dallas. Yeah, I have him as my QB 12 this week. Um, you know, I've had him ranked higher over the past couple of weeks, but I think he's solid. A, a, a solid start this week. You know, the guys I have behind him are uh, Kirk Cousins, Tom Brady, Mariota, Brissett, like guys like that, right? Yeah. So I, I think, you know, even though the matchup isn't amazing, I think, like you said, because of the legs, you could potentially, um, you know, put him in your lineup and be fine. Solid streamer this week. Yep. Um, what else What else do we have in this game? Um, on the Cowboys side, CeeDee Lamb, you're obviously starting him. Pollard, like, you got to keep starting him. Like, you mm -hmm. have to. Um, at this yeah. point... Um, the, the, the fact that Zeke came back last week, got some touches, got a couple of goal line carries, but then Pollard was still able to do his thing in the pass game as well, uh, going over 100 receiving yards on, what was it, six catches. He's going to be continuing to do his thing, man, and it's he's very hard to bench. I have him as my RB10 for the week. Uh, so I have yeah. him as an RB1, um, and I think he's going he's gonna to come through uh, because he's been yeah. coming through. And against the Giants, Giants have been a solid defense, but they are pretty leaky in the run game. Um, yeah. So it's possible that Tony Pollard can be efficient in this game. So yeah. I, I'm I'm perfectly fine keeping Pollard in your lineup. Hopefully you started him last week. I would continue to do so. Yeah, I think both of the Cowboys running backs are startable. You know, if you have Zeke, I don't think there's any reason to worry too much about him. He doesn't have upside, obviously, but you're not, 
at this point, you're not playing him for the upside. He's going to have, you know, just a solid game for you each week. The Cowboys deliver him right to the goal line. You know, that's the way it's worked these past few weeks. He's been really solid. So you can start Elliott. You know, Pollard is obviously a, a strong start, I think, um, at this point. Dallas is leaning more towards giving him, like, an e- at least an even amount of carries compared to Ezekiel Elliott, um, where earlier this season that wasn't the case. Um, both running backs are startable. You can have them both in your lineup. Tony Pollard has the RB1 upside. Ezekiel Elliott's going to be an RB2 at best. You know, otherwise, I think he might finish as a low-end RB2, mid-RB2 um, if he scores those touchdowns. And Dak, you know, throwing C.D. Lamb. If Dallas doesn't have to rely on the receivers, which they haven't been, you know, this season, at least since Dak has come back, they've relied on the ground game um, and throwing to the running backs. You know, maybe C.D. Lamb has another quiet game. I'm not sure. Uh, we'll see how it goes. But Dak has just been efficient at this point, and that's all he's been asked to do. Uh, it could be a quieter game than some people think. Dallas also historically has been not so good on Thanksgiving these past few years. I think they're two and six um, in their last eight. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I think Tony Pollard's the best bet to produce on this Cowboys offense. You know, going I, into I this have, week and moving forward. I have Zeke as my RB thirty-one on the week. So he he's like a mid RB three right yeah. now and i think that's what he's going to be going forward um and you got to keep in mind that all these running backs are back now so like you know it, on a normal week where there would be four teams on by you might see him at right. like rb20 or 21 but now that all these running backs are back like i'm i'm playing a lot of these running backs over seek elliot like i'm playing i'm playing here the you ready to hear the running backs i'm playing over him latavius yeah, murray latavius murray deontay yeah. foreman michael carter devin singletary rashad white gus edwards leonard fournette cordell patterson Guys, I'm playing him over. Isaiah Pacheco, Najee Harris, James Robinson, DeAndre Swift. Is that all? Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I think that makes sense. I know yeah. what you're saying. I think that's fair. Would Would you start? Would you start Elijah Mitchell over him or no? No, I wouldn't. Because I think no. at the end of the day, like CMC is going to get those goal line carries, and Elijah Mitchell might get some volume, but it might be empty calories, and he might end right. up getting, you know, at least Zeke. Has that upside of potentially getting it a touch, getting a touchdown or two at the goal line. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, and I think Zeke, you know, is more chances that Zeke catches like a pass or two. Yeah, than Elijah Mitchell, who's not even running any routes right now. Yep, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, and we'll get into the running back rankings in a minute, and we'll we'll, we'll kind of talk to you guys about you know where we have them and why. Um, you're going to start Dalton Schultz as the top top five six tight end this week. Uh, pretty easily if you have him you're probably going to start him um that's pretty much it and Dak you know he's been killing it man he's been he's been doing his thing since he's been back um I have Dak as the top seven quarterback this week let's right. see I have been, him as a top seven I have him at QB seven yeah this he's week. just been a I think super, he's going to continue to be solid he's just been a super safe start you know like there's no reason to, to, to worry about him starting this week or moving forward as long as he's healthy you know this Cowboys offense is pretty stacked and the offensive line is doing him plenty of favors. It looks much better than it did week one. So I, I like Dak move forward. He's a QB one every week. Um, I don't think the upside's there necessarily because he is a distributor. He's not going to be, and the Cowboys are you know more run first at this point. But he's been super efficient since he came back. So he's a QB one. One hundred percent. Daniel, appreciate you, man. Um, any word on the Rams quarterback this week in twelve team two quarterback leagues? Yeah, I mean. We haven't heard yet, right? Matthew Stafford's in the concussion protocol right now. We don't know if Wolford is going to start. <laughs> the hope is that Wolford doesn't start because if you're in a two quarterback league, you'd rather start. Who who is their back? Who is their third string again? Bryce Perkins. Um, 
Yeah, Bryce Perkins. So like you know, Bryce Perkins is the quarterback. You can actually like I felt way better starting him than than Wolford because oh, yeah. at least Perkins has the legs and he can run the ball, right? right. So like that's that's the hope. Uh, I would just pick up like at the end of the day, I don't think Stafford's going to play this week. I, right? I don't and think I, he's going to either. I would just I would just pick up Perkins mm-hmm. at the end of the just, day and then just just have him have him on deck. There's no reason for the Rams to shove Matthew Stafford back in the lineup. This is a lost season. You know, <laughs> you want to hold out hope if you're a Rams fan, but there's it's a lost season. There's so many injuries. Even if Stafford does come back, I wouldn't I'd be tempering expectations for his fantasy production. You know, he was having an all right game against the Saints, but without Cooper Cup, you know, I don't think that's gonna go week to week. Um, you know, that's gonna be not gonna be something that can be consistent. He actually looked good in his action, but at yeah. this point, I know we're not we're not gonna talk about shutting him down yet this season, but you know, another loss. There's and the what situation that he's in right now. There's no reason to put him back on the field and risk it again. Yeah, yeah, I I, I 100% agree with that. Um, let's see. Okay, I'm 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 working on off my notes here, guys. I'm sorry. It's a little bit of a different type of podcast today. Uh, we're giving Thanksgiving coming up. So I think that's it, right, for the Cowboys. I think we hit all that. Um, yep. let's move to the Patriots and Vikings game real quick. So the Patriots, man, Ramondre Stevenson. I have him as an RB1 this week, if I'm not mistaken. I have him as my RB11 overall this week against Minnesota. And we talked about it before where, you know, the Rams aren't necessarily, you know, um, I'm sorry, the the uh, the Vikings aren't necessarily like a good matchup or anything like that. But he didn't have a good matchup last week either against the Jets. And he was still able to get it done through the air. He's going to be, you know, he gets peppered in the, in the pass game. He gets a bunch of targets coming out the backfield. So even if Damian Harris is a little bit involved getting some carries, Ramondre is going to have a very, very nice floor for you. So continue to yeah. start him. Um, you know, if that's what you're looking for. And I, and I think that be, given the fact that the Patriots can move the ball through the air against his Minnesota defense, it is very possible that, you know, just like Zeke and Pollard, well, Zeke, Pollard, his second touchdown, did he, Second touchdown was on the ground, right? If I'm not mistaken, both of his touchdowns. Like, so came he had, the air. yeah, both of them did. So, okay, gotcha. So yeah, so both Zeke both of them, had the, the one was a leak. on the ground. Yeah, Zeke had two on the ground. Pollard had two through two through the air. The one was a leak out just a check down, and he took it for 30 yards, and then the 68 yard bomb down the sideline, which That's was right. apparently a play call at the line. So, oh, okay, there you go. So Zeke, the same way that Zeke ended up getting those two two touchdowns last week at the goal line. It's it's a very similar thing that can happen with, with Ramondre this week, where they 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 move the ball primarily through the air. Like I, I get it, like you might think the Patriots don't have a lot of great options, but they have Jacoby, Devontae Parker is like maybe he might be healthy for a game here. <laughs> they have a couple other yeah. guys that they can pass the ball to, so um, there could be some opportunities for him in the red zone. So I do like him this week, regardless of this being a tough matchup for running backs. Um, yeah. He's Damian been, Harris, he, he's like a he's like a flex play in very deep leagues, but I wouldn't I wouldn't overreact to the couple big plays that he had last week. Yeah. Ramondre Stevenson's been pretty matchup proof. I mean, his numbers, regardless of whether he scores a touchdown yeah. or not, or who he's playing against, have been very startable and at least RB2, and he has the RB1 upside. There's no reason not to start Stevenson moving forward, even with, like you said, Damian Harris kind of coming on, exploding on a couple runs on red zone. We talked about uh earlier this week so Ramondre Stevenson I have no trouble starting him as an RB1 he's rest of season RB1 definitely he has RB1 upside like he could get in he could sneak in the top five a few weeks if he catches a few passes and scores touchdowns yeah I think he's definitely one of the best running backs for fantasy right now uh Hunter just asked in the chat hey guys I just got offered Kenneth Walker for CD Lamb full PPR no-brainer right 
Is it no brainer? I don't know. It's a no brainer for me. I'm you taking think? Kenneth Walker. Yeah, I'm right. taking if, Kenneth Walker here, just because he's a running back. You know, he's a he's a yeah, RB one positional you know, value. Yeah, here positional that, value that is so sense. much more important here. And you know, the Seahawks are good offense. Kenneth Walker's a good talent. He can get volume in any given game. He he started getting involved in the past game a little bit. We might see a little bit of that more towards the end of the year. Yeah, I, I'm doing this. I love CD Lamb, but I'm taking Kenneth Walker here every time. It might also help that if you know Dallas would sign Odell, that could hurt CD Lamb a little bit. So there you go. There's there a you chance. go. So things seem and, to be and that wouldn't normally happen on any other team, right? But Dak loves to spread it out. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, um, on the Patriots side, you have that's a really about it. Listen, I'll be honest with you. I think Mac Jones is a, a streamer this week. I ain't gonna lie. I know yeah, it sounds the gross. The way the Vikings defense is playing, yeah. I know it sounds gross, but I have Mac Jones. Mac Jones. I have him as my QB 21 this week. So maybe he's not a – maybe I don't think he's as good of a streamer as I say he is. Because uh, <laughs> it's like, do you really start him over guys like Mariota, Brissett, even Matt Ryan against Pittsburgh at home, Taylor Heineke, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers? Would you start him over any of those guys? No, probably not. I don't think I would. <laughs> so like, funny. Yeah. I guess Apparently. I guess he's a good start in two quarterback leagues. I'm starting yeah. him in my two quarterback leagues this week, and I feel like good about it because I'm never able to start him. Um, yeah, it's funny but... <laughs> because he's a good. He's you call it good enough streamer. I have your trade proposal here, <laughs> Mac Jones for Justin Herbert. Is you think he's that good a streamer for this week? <laughs> Did I send that trade to you? You sent that to me. Yes, I know it's probably what? a joke. But yeah, I have a Mac Jones. Oh, for Justin yes, Herbert yes. Trade. I, yeah. I did send that to you. You know why I sent that to you? Because I was testing out the trade deadline. Oh, for real? Okay, I think I, I sent that to you yesterday, I think. Yeah, it was yesterday. Two days yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. So something like that. But I, I yeah, laughed yeah, yeah. when I saw that. I was like, I know you were talking <laughs> that about it. wasn't a real you know, trade. I'm sorry. I, I, no, I forgot funny. to. I, I th- I'm pretty sure I withdrew it. Like I withdrew it. R- r- it right could away. be. It's showing up in yeah. my chat. But yeah. I was, um, I wanted to check because so I was like, all right, well, in Sleeper, you know, like the last day of the trade deadline. It was actually Sunday. Oh, no, it was actually Monday. After like, the even games. though week, yeah. yeah, once the games were done on Tuesday, you could not make any trades. And I thought that, okay, maybe the week, the week started like on Wednesday after waivers ran, but I guess not. With the week starts that Tuesday. So yeah, I couldn't make any trades, unfortunately. Okay. All right. Moving forward, uh, Viking side. Um, Kirk Cousins, you know, is, you know, this is a little bit of a tough matchup, but they're at home. I'm not really too worried about it. You know, I have Kirk as my QB 13 on the week, right bit behind Daniel Jones. You know, it's a toss-up between those two guys. I, I think the Patriots' defense is a little bit vulnerable, like depending on the weapons. Like, he has Diggs. He has Hawkinson. You know, Dalvin Cook, obviously you're starting him as well. I have him as a top 10 running back play as well this week. Um, I, I think, you know, even though the matchup doesn't seem amazing on paper, they're at home. And the Vikings, you know, the, their the offense couldn't get anything going against the Cowboys a few days ago. I think they can get right this week against the Patriots. Right. The Patriots are a good defense, but one thing that, you know, the Vikings have going for them, and you can interpret this whatever way you want. If you get shellacked like the Vikings did on Sunday, to be able to turn around and just try to dispel that notion that the team sucks, you're able to do that four days later on Thanksgiving. Like, if you had to sit a whole week, that wouldn't sit well, you know. That would just be brewing. I, I feel like to be able to turn around and just have an immediate chance to come back and answer that performance might be good for this Vikings offense, even though Patriots' defense is pretty good. Uh, I mean, they just shut down the Jets. The Jets have playmakers, even though Brees Hall is out. Um, and Zach Wilson was having a rough day, but, you know, that's a conversation for another time. But, um, 
you know, I, I wouldn't discount the fact that the Patriots defense is good, but I think the Vikings have a much better chance. Um, they, they're going to have a much better day than they did uh, against the Cowboys a few days ago. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. I think that's pretty much it. I mean, Hawkinson, you're starting him as a top three, top four tight end this week. Um, his usage over the past couple of weeks since they, they traded for him has been amazing. So yeah. keep starting him. He's an every week start. No, no brainer. Yeah. Uh, same thing with Stefan Diggs, obviously. And jo- and uh, I'm sorry, uh, Stefan Diggs. We're talking about the Vikings here. Um, <laughs> again. That's Jeff. Um, yeah. Yeah. But um, TJ Hawkinson, Bills, take notes. Use Naim Hines like that, maybe. <laughs> I mean, listen, man. You trade for a player, you use them. Use them. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus all right, let's move on to the rankings here. We got, uh, we we're not going to have graphics up for the quarterback rankings today, uh, but I'm going to talk about it. Okay, so at number one here, I got Patrick Mahomes against the Rams, followed by Jalen Hurts at number two, Josh Allen at number three. Okay, uh, Josh Allen would normally be number one, but you know he's a little bit banged up. Didn't have the best game last week, you know, fantasy wise. Um, so even even against Detroit. I don't think I can rank him over over Jalen Hurts at home against Green Bay and Patrick Mahomes at home against the Rams. Mahomes is just balling, right? Yeah. So there's there's no one. I'm not ranking anyone over him right now. Um, without Tyreek Hill, who would have knew? Who would have knew? The dude is still good. Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, you had me in the offseason be like, hey man, I don't think I can draft Patrick Mahomes where he's being drafted because you know he lost Tyreek Hill. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> nope, wrong. That's Wrong. what everybody Patrick was saying. Mahomes. No, everyone, I don't think so. Not everybody was saying that. I got a lot of pushback on arms. that. Everyone was I, up lot. in arms, I feel like, about his ADP just, you know, as a quarterback being so high. Yeah, that that I still kind of agree with. That I still well, kind of agree with. It, it's well, more like, you know, it's not worth it at all because, like, he can't he can't come through without Tyreek Hill. So it's like, why is he still being taken there? But at the end of the day, like, he he, he is that type of talent that proved that, where he was being taken at his ADP. And you yeah. could still be argued whether it was still worth it because quarterback differentiation. But you look at the other quarterbacks now, you know, past like Josh Allen and Hurts, you know, I think Joe Burrow is going to be entering that conversation soon because yeah. he just said that uh, he just said, I got an alert here that he got, he just got an alert that, you know, that he's going to have Jamar Chase this week. So yeah. Jamar Chase, T Higgins, should I include Tyler Boyd? Because yeah. he's been disappointing over the past he, couple he's weeks. Just, he's just been quiet. He's always <laughs> been a good wide receiver three. You know, you're not going to say upset. he's not a good receiver. I'm upset at Tyler Boyd. Been there. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's the thing with Patrick Mahomes. You're He's a perfect combination. He's just a perfect fantasy quarterback, perfect real-life quarterback. 
he's scoring touchdowns, you know, regardless of the matchup. His floor is so high. It's like 20 points, which is ridiculous. And that's why it's funny saying that, like, people were up in arms about drafting him so high. But would you be mad about drafting a player with a 20-point floor and a 40-point ceiling, you know? And, yeah, and what, no, what, what 100%. Going, the third round? You know, like, you know what's crazy? Like, from weeks five through nine, he scored f- and that's that's five weeks. He scored four rushing touchdowns <laughs> yeah. during that time. And like it's it's a lot of them are sneaks, but hey man, I will take it, you know. Um and you know, in the two games that he had Jamar Chase for, he threw for 303 and 481 and three. And then Jamar yeah. Jamar Chase got hurt in that game. Um, but since then he's still been solid. You know, he 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 you know, he doesn't he didn't have that ceiling, but now with Jamar Chase back, Joe Burrow has a good chance to be top five rest of the season. And it's possible that he ends up being a better fantasy quarterback than Lamar Jackson. I mean, I have him ranked above Lamar Jackson this week, but you know, you got you, you, got, you, you had point. guys like Justin Herbert, you had guys like Justin Fields, who's now banged up, you know. So Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurst, Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow might end up being top five, you yeah. know, top four. Um, I have two at five here, but it, it's looking like if Jamar Chase is truly healthy and he's good to go the rest of the way, these guys stay pretty healthy. I think Joe Burrow is going to have a, a extremely good uh, end of season. Yeah, and we saw we kind of saw that you know last season where he came on at the end of the season he was having these massive games. Um, Joe Burrow is just going to be he he has he's uh, he's a very good floor. He's a very good quarterback. Everybody I've seen a couple of people um, in the fantasy community saying he's overrated. Not not just as fantasy, but just in general. But it's like I, how do you even say that? I mean. <laughs> People are saying, oh, the Bengals, you know, they have a couple of losses on their their resume. You know, they're not looking like they're as good as they were last season, but they have the same record this time, this year, as they did this time last year. So it's like Joe Burrow's going to do his thing. He, he's going to be perfectly fine. I feel like, it, like you said, you have to rank him over Lamar now at this point because Lamar Jackson's just, he hasn't been running, which is disappointing, but he also doesn't have many weapons. I know. That's the problem. You know, and I have two over Lamar this week. I have them at five and six. Um, yeah. And it's simply because he has Tyreek Hill and he has Jalen Waddle. You know, not the most amazing matchup in terms of points allowed, you know, to quarterbacks by Houston. Uh, but at the end of the day, he's had he's at home and he has these awesome weapons. So I'm going to start him over Lamar. Um, and Tua's been putting up numbers. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to discount that. And he's been doing well. And even in games like, you know, a couple games ago where Ty- Tyreek and uh, Jalen didn't, didn't do their thing, like didn't have big games, he still threw for three touchdowns. Right. Yeah. So, you know, he can still be efficient. Um, he has he's gonna have a really good running game supporting him as well. So um I, I like two of their Lamar. He's playing in Jacksonville, but there's just listen, look what happened last week against Carolina, man, at home. Mm-hmm. That was super disappointing. Carolina's Very. a shitty team. Okay, yeah. so let's not like you know, I would have I thought the Ravens were gonna handle business, but you know, it, it took it took a, the whole game. Yeah, <laughs> you know, for them and, to to win that game, you know, and and we talk about you know Lamar Jackson's rushing ability being what makes him you know the high upside quarterback, but that rushing ability doesn't make him a high upside quarterback alone if the passing isn't there. He didn't throw any touchdowns. He threw a pick. I think he only had like a hundred some yards through the air. And yeah. He had Mark Andrews, so it's like that that worries me a little bit. And I'm not saying yeah, he that... had he had 200 yards passing this past week. Um, but I think what really what it really comes down to is the rushing, right? Like. You know, he has to have those high rushing games. If he's not going to throw, if he's not going to have the passing yards, he, he needs to like rush for like at least 60, 70 yards. Yeah. And we, we talked about that. I just feel like that he's not taken off. They're not running as many design runs. Maybe. I don't know. The, the yardage has been down. It just doesn't seem like when he drops back that he's getting as many rushing attempts as we'd like him to get. 
as we've seen him get recently. Um, well, I guess he ran the ball 11 times. But he hasn't been as explosive as we've seen him. He had those 200-yard games in weeks two and three. Since then, I mean, what? Has he eclipsed 70 yards twice? Yeah. Three times, maybe. Yeah, three times. Because last week, the week before against New Orleans, at 82 yards. But it seems like those first two weeks, the passing and the rushing were working together. And since then, it's either been, you know, the passing doing well and the rushing lagging behind or the rushing doing well and the passing lagging behind. So uh, I'll say this about Lamar, though. If you have him, you know, <laughs> he could turn it on at any moment. Yeah. Okay. Like that's the thing. He has Cleveland, Atlanta, and Pittsburgh. So he has after Jacksonville and Denver. He weeks four, 14 through 17, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Atlanta, and Pittsburgh. So he could do his thing in those games, and he has massive upside regardless. So not not looking to bench him for any streamers or anything like that, even though he hasn't been putting up the numbers. And honestly, if you streamed, you know what's crazy? Since week four, if you streamed quarterbacks and, you, and you've done it relatively well, you would have fared better on a per-game basis than just starting Lamar every week. Yeah. Which is crazy absolutely. to say. Consider um, Jacoby Brissett blew Lamar's production out of the water last week against a good Bills defense. So it's like, you never know. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's tough. But he could turn around at any point, and he still has that 30-point ceiling. You know? Yeah. And, and hopefully that happens sometime soon. Maybe with his new wide receiver one, Demarcus Robinson. Um, new found wide receiver one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I got Dak at, at seven. Should I put Dak over Lamar? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think I would. The way the Cowboys lean on the run game, and you know he's he was super efficient last week, and he's been good. But like you said, Lamar Jackson could turn on any time. So I, I would I would leave Lamar just still this week. Um, it's hard to not have him ranked higher. If I had to pick between Lamar and Dak, I'd put Lamar. In. And I'm a Cowboys fan. So Clyde Edwards Hilaire <laughs> just got placed on IR. Um, so he's going to be out for at least four games. Uh, we knew he was going to be out for a while anyway because he had a high ankle sprain. Yeah. Um, but now it's Isaiah Pacheco show. Uh, on early downs in that backfield. But we, but we kind of knew that already. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but it's just like Andy Reid can't change his mind now. I, I'm curious to see if Andy Reid ends up uh, if they end up signing Melvin Gordon. Daryl Henderson. De- Daryl Henderson. Yeah. Right? Could, Could happen. Be. Yeah. I mean, he, if, he's, he's, if Henderson these guys do get signed, it's possible that they just move up to the RB1 in that backfield. It's very, yeah, very possible. it's possible. Yeah. But also, it looks like I just got an alert. Davis Mills is getting benched. So let me I gotta I gotta pick up Kyle Allen real quick. Let me go pick him up. Let me go to but, a league. Super well, flex. Well, well, league. Well, what if I need him? No, I'm kidding. Kyle, I'm you fine. can do it if you want to. Shit, yeah. man. Kyle Allen. Um, who am I dropping though? I don't know. Who but, am I dropping, man? You know, all right, you know, <laughs> the, you know what this means? It, it says it, mean? all, it says less about the quarterback change than it does about maybe Damian Pierce. Finally, you know, hey. if this offense looks any better. Damian Pierce, maybe, could finally, you know, have a little relevance again because past two weeks he hasn't been. What am I doing? Kyle Allen stinks. Kyle, I'm, I'm leaving him on the wave. Why you can deep in the side. trenches? Deep in no, the I'm, trenches well, here. I'm, I'm, I, I already, <laughs> I already missed out on Joe Flacco. I, I, we don't even know who's starting. By the way, Zach Wilson's going to get benched. I think this they week. said Mike White. I think I saw somewhere that Mike White. Oh, oh did play. they? Did they say it? I, I just saw reports somewhere. I don't know exactly what the source was, but let's see. It, it looked official. It's, I mean, it's on worth, Instagram. It's, it's worth noting. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Jets named Mike White to start Sunday versus Chicago, according to Adam Schefter. There you go. Right. There it is, Mike White. Um, you know what that means, right? It means that the Jets running backs might get peppered in the in the pass game. I'd rather Joe Flacco for that scenario, but it could be. Do you got, do you remember that game with Mike when Mike one of these games that Mike White started, 
uh, it was Ty Johnson and Michael Carter. I think they combined for like 30 targets. <laughs> Is that what it was? Yeah, dude. Last year. Mike White. Check this game. Absolutely when, when, insane. Is that the game that he blew up in? Where he just went like, yeah, they, yeah. who did they beat? It was the Bengals. Of, it was one of the games that yeah. he blew up in. Yeah. They beat the Bengals. He threw for 400 yards and three touchdowns. That's what it was. Yeah. So it, Michael Carter. Carter. What did he have? We're really going off the cuff today. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're not playing. Holy crap. Yeah. So Cincinnati in that game, Michael Carter had 14 targets. <laughs> you had nine catches for 95 yards. What, what about Ty Johnson? He, I, I'm pretty sure he had some. He had. Ty Johnson, he got going he had six in. targets. Yeah, six targets, five catches, 71 yards. He did catch a touchdown, though, too. So, okay. There you go. Maybe, maybe you're okay with Mike White. You know, if you if you have Jets running backs, maybe you're okay with Mike White as much as I, you I can easily see Mike White shit in the bed, too, and then they just bring in Joe Flacco next week. It could <laughs> yeah, it could but be. it's a good matchup, though. It's a good matchup against the Bears. Do you, do you think Zach Wilson has any chance of getting his job back this season no. or no? You, you think I they're don't. done with him? I think they're done. I think the only way that he comes back is if somehow the Jets are are get lost, like they don't make the playoffs. Like they're like, all right, you're mathematically eliminated. All right, let's put Zach Wilson back in and see if he learned anything. All see right, if he learned this lesson. <laughs> you know? It's I, let's it's see how a, let's see how terrible these quarterbacks are now. Can't wait. It's it's such a weird position to be in because they're a very good team outside the quarterback position. Exactly, they can't get that quarterback situation right. Unfortunately, yeah. um, where the hell were we, dude? Like, what, what the hell were we, we were at? Oh, yeah, number eight, Justin Herbert. Justin eight, her doesn't Herbert uh, going up against Arizona. Solid matchup. Uh, we don't know if he's going to have Mike Williams or not. Um, you know, he has Keenan Allen, which is awesome. Which is why I have him at at QB eight. If he didn't, then I wouldn't have him there. Um, but this is a, a pretty solid matchup, so I'm happy starting him this week. Um, Justin Fields, and I was you know people were like, oh, what about Josh Palmer? He has Josh Palmer. It's like, listen, they were going up against the Chiefs last week. Okay. A lot of lot of lot of uh, wide receivers do well against the Chiefs. Let's not overdo it. Okay, yeah. he'll be fine. But Mike Williams, you know, I prefer him to play if I want Justin Herbert to have a great game. Right. I have Justin Fields at number nine. I feel like that's fair ag- ag- against the Jets. You do. Okay, good because you're the, you're the Justin Fields guy here. And yeah, I am. You know, I feel like at the end of the day, you know, against the Jets, tough matchup. Number one, number two, you know, he has a bum shoulder, and if he does mm-hmm. end up playing, they might limit him a little bit. You have to. That's the whole thing. We've seen Justin Fields play well, but it's become it's come almost exclusively from the run game. You know, him taking off and running with the football instead of throwing it. He's been all right. He's been efficient with throwing, but we saw earlier in the season when they weren't using him in the run game too much that the offense struggled a little bit and that Justin Fields wasn't putting up huge numbers. He shouldn't rely on his throwing on on throwing. You know, for most of the season in any instance. So with him having a bum shoulder against a good defense, like you said, in the Jets, I, I'm definitely tempering expectations. There's a chance he, he there's a chance he doesn't play. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think this is something they could play through. They'll give him a sling and they'll have him play anyway. But um, you know, maybe they maybe they take uh, the air on the side of caution and they hold him out. But if he plays, he's a QB one. But the upside, that 40 point upside that we saw, you know, it, it's kind of out the window. I think we're looking yeah. more at a 24 25 point upside and he's a i think he'd be a mid to low qb one for me i'm gonna go ahead and race through the rest of these quarterback rankings and then we're gonna start the running back rankings by the way guys since thanksgiving is tomorrow i'm gonna have all of my rankings done today um so you can go over to the patreon page and you can see all the rankings all the positional rankings plus flex 
So if you're trying to decide between a running back and a wide receiver for your flex, you'll have those rankings up there as well. Okay. Um, the blurbs might not be up though until until Friday, but that's fine. Because if you need if you have decisions to make, you know, we'll be going go we'll be up taking up all taking all that stuff into account um into the rankings. And obviously things will change depending on injuries going into right. Sunday, but at least you kind of have an idea of you know who to start, who not to start for tomorrow's games. So and that will be up there. Patreon.com slash upperhand fantasy. It's you'll have the link in the bio. Yeah, and if there's no blurb, you know, for your Thanksgiving Day players, just tune back into this podcast, you know, go back 15, 20 minutes. We were talking about yeah. the games. So you could just hear what we had exactly. to say about them there. Exactly, exactly. Um, okay, so the quarterback ranking. So we have uh, we had Justin Fields at number nine. I got Geno Smith at 10 against Vegas at home. I do like him there. It's a good matchup. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy G at home against New Orleans. I like him too. Look what he did. Four touchdowns thrown. He has the weapons, man. He has so many weapons. Like yep. he's a quarterback one. At yeah. this point, he's a low end quarterback one every single week. Um, you know, I, I would be happy starting him if you picked him up after you know Trey Lance, Trey Lance. Got, went down. Like you, you got a decent decent quarterback here. The thing is, Jimmy G was never bad. This <laughs> is they wanted to see what they had in Trey Lance, and he was just never like a fantasy. Yeah, starter, he's not a fantasy you know? goat. Yeah, no, he yeah. he's not the fantasy guy. But you know, when you give him all those weapons, it's hard not to be. If you're as long as you're a decent quarterback, you know, this is the type of production you can see. 100%. Okay. Um, Daniel Jones, I have him at number 12 here against Dallas. We talked about him. Kirk Carson, we talked about him. I have him at 13, followed by Tom Brady at Cleveland at 14. Mar- Marcus Mariota at 15, followed by Jac- Jacoby Brissett. Uh, this might be a little bit high for him, but I kind of like him in this matchup against Tampa Bay at home. Matt Ryan against Pittsburgh. I moved him up a little bit because uh, I think that matchup is fine at home, and he has the weapons. Yep. Taylor Heineke, I like him against Atlanta. Who would you rather start? Taylor Heineke, I have him at 18 right now. Would you rather start him, Matt Ryan, or Jacoby Brissett? What order would you uh, put that in? I think I'd go Jacoby Brissett, and it might Number be recency one. bias. How about, between, how about between Matt Ryan and Heineke? Mm, I think I start Matt Ryan. Okay, boom. So yeah. you have him just like how I do, and then yeah. Derek Carr at nineteen against Seattle, Aaron Rodgers at twenty at Philly. That's a tough matchup for Aaron Rodgers. That's why I have him yeah. all the way down here. That makes sense. The thing that's swinging me for Jacoby Brissett is that if he's at home, that means he's going to have a Murray Cooper. Where he wouldn't if it was on the road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guys are used to seeing as streamers is Trevor Lawrence, but I have him at 22 against Baltimore, right? That's a tough matchup for him. Um, I moved Mac Jones up a lot, up to 21 against Minnesota. Uh, Jared Goff, I have him at 24 against Buffalo. You think that's a little brutal for, for Jared Goff against Buffalo or no? I don't think that's brutal. I think it makes sense. Um, okay. You know, the, uh, Jared Goff, I, I could see him having a bad week. You know, okay. lines. Lines. <laughs> it doesn't take. It doesn't take much. No, it, it it doesn't take much to you know shake him a little bit. You know, sometimes you see him look shaken. If they can get a run game going against the Bills, then I think he'll be fine. But other than that, you know, it, it's going to be tough. Tough sled. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we got about ten minutes left in this podcast, so we're going to kind of go through these running backs as quick as possible, but still give you a little bit of context. Okay, wide receiver and tight end rankings show will be will be up on Friday today. No podcast tomorrow on Thanksgiving. By the way, guys, have a happy Thanksgiving. Okay, enjoy yeah. yourselves. Eat a lot. Enjoy your family. You know, the four, remember. The four, yeah. I, I was telling my wife this yesterday, and I know we have we don't have that much time left, but I, I feel yeah, like fine. you know it's a Thanksgiving like episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, I'm a big foodie. I love food a lot. Yeah, but I just want to say that you know a lot of times you know at the, at the end all be all might seem like the food, but the end all be all is really the people that you're spending the time with. The food is just like the vessel for you 
to kind of spend time with your family and friends. You know, the people that yeah. you love. Okay, that's what it's about. Okay, just like spend as much time as you can with the people that you love. And, you know, the food is just a reason to get together. But at least you're getting together, right? That's yeah. that's that's all I want to say. I just wanted to say that. Because Go. I feel like there, there's... You know, there's this whole thing about the food, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, and it's great. I, I just bought my turkey this morning. I'm yep. going to be making turkey again for the second time in like in like six days because they made one on, thir- on Saturday too for our Friendsgiving. <laughs> but like at the end of the day, I, I didn't even care what, how the food tasted. Yeah. I mean, I, I do care because I want everyone to like the food. But at the end of the <laughs> day, what hug. matters is that like, you know, I'm laughing and I'm having fun and I'm chilling with all my peoples. Yeah. You know? 100%. Yeah, just I, I always say, and you hear it a lot, the four Fs, food, friends, family, football. Go enjoy it. Freaking Love talk it. to the relatives that you haven't seen in a while, you know? Go talk to everybody because freaking, when are you going to get the opportunity to have everybody say Even Uncle again? Frank. Even Uncle Frank. I know you don't want to yeah. talk to Uncle Frank. Just talk to him. <laughs> Uncle he Frank. Yeah. He needs just, it. Just go, just go and talk to everybody and just have a good time and enjoy it, you know? Um, the way things are, that's what, that's what, oh, yeah, happy Thanksgiving. 100%. Happy Thanksgiving, Josh. Appreciate you, man. All right. Let's get back into it real quick. Okay. Um, I got Austin Eckler number one. No surprise. At Arizona. Yep. Um, I have I I would have Saquon. I had Saquon there at number one last week. That didn't work out so well. You know, he had an uncharacteristically, uncharacteristically bad game against a bad defense. Didn't see that coming at all for right. Saquon. But I do have my number two, um, you know, in Dallas. You know, uh, you know, and Derrick Henry, you, you might think that you want to have him at number three. Cincinnati's a tough defense also against the run. Um, but you know, maybe you want to have Derrick Henry over, over Brockley. I get it, but Dallas isn't a great rushing defense. I think this game's going to be a lot closer than people think. Division game, it's going to be a tough one. Both teams want this super badly, so yeah. I think that it's going to be a close game. And Saquon's involved in the pass game. I just like him a little bit more than Derrick Henry this week. Yeah, not just for the win do both teams want it, but also because it's the Odell Bowl. You know, this is how you make your impression on Odell. So we'll we'll see how it goes. But, um, yeah, I think it'll be close. I think it makes sense to have Saquon there. Um, Dalvin Cook, what he had? 11 carries for 72 yards last week. He just didn't get the touches. Um, that he it was needed. really because of the blowout, right? Yeah, pretty it much. was a blowout. But you think about it, you know, 72 yards on 11 carries, that's pretty pretty darn good. If you up that to 20, 20 carries, you know, that's easily over 100 yards. That's like 130 yards and a touchdown. You know, that exactly. Dallas' defense and, has been porous against the run. And literally, like, what do we talk about with Saquon's over-under? His higher-lower? Saquon's was that? 76. 76. So, you know, he could do it too. I think he you could should do be too. smashing that over button or the higher button. That's what they call it. The I, higher I, button. I, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, Derek Henry is at, at three. I feel like these three are like the top three pretty much rest of the season. Yep. That's where it's going to be. Christian McCaffrey, I have him here at number four against New Orleans. You know, he doesn't have the same ceiling that he's had before. Um, even his floor, honestly, um, you know, isn't as high. Yeah, unfortunately, um, you know, he has a, like 18 point floor. He kind of scored that the last two games in PPR. Um, the good thing is that at least he's being peppered and he's being used in the past game a lot. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy about using, using the past game, especially because we haven't seen Kyle Shanahan really do that lately. Do you the last that's... time he's really used his running backs in the past game was when they had Carlos Hyde, <laughs> when they had um, Matt, I think it was Matt Breida. Yeah, I think Breida. they had that one, two punch. Uh, like several years back when they were like peppering their running backs in the past game. But that's really because they didn't have that many weapons. But now, now they're really going after it with, with Christian McCaffrey, which I love. Yeah, you have to figure that's why they brought Christian McCaffrey in 
to add that receiving dimension to the backfield. Because with Elijah Mitchell, yeah, he's a very good runner, but he wasn't much of a pass catcher. And now they have Christian McCaffrey. I think the days of Christian McCaffrey being ranked as the RB1 on a weekly basis are over yeah. at this point. Yeah, unless Elijah Mitchell gets hurt again. Yeah. That would be the only way. Once, If Elijah Mitchell ends up getting hurt again, I'm moving CMC back to number one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But as long as he's being used like this with Elijah Mitchell, you know, obviously in the fold, uh, he, I don't think he's going to be ranked as an RB1. He can still finish as an RB1, but we're not going to rank him that way just because the volume isn't there to have that. I have uh, Nick Chubb at number five against Tampa Bay. Um, it's one, you know, it's one of those things with Nick Chubb. It, you know, you you got to start him. You got to assume that he's going to get the volume. Uh, you know, any given week. This is not the same Tampa rushing defense that we're used to over the past couple of years. They're they're a little bit more vulnerable, um, and they're at home. So I I think Nick Chubb can have a pretty good day this week. I moved up Kenneth Walker. He's back this week, you know, against Vegas. Vegas gives up a ton of fantasy points to running backs. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think the Seahawks are going to be running the ball a lot. I think they're going to be up in this game. And I think there's a very good chance that Kenneth Walker uh, ends up with, you know, 20, 22 carries in this game pretty easily. So he can score. Um, <clears throat> Vegas has really given up a lot of touchdowns to running backs this year, uh, yeah. in both the rushing game and the passing game. If they're working him into the passing game a little bit more, man, his ceiling is huge rest yep. of the season sky high i mean he had eight targets last week and obviously that came with a lowered rushing workload that was in was it germany um so yeah. maybe it was just it they seahawks traveled a long way to get to germany so you know maybe that's something that affected him um i'm not worried about the workload going forward definitely not against the raiders defense which has been pretty horrendous um they might have looked a little bit a little bit better than they've been last week because they were playing the broncos um so you can you can give them that credit but Unless Max Crosby is taking over the game, you know, this defense isn't anything to worry about as far as the fantasy matchup goes. I think Kenneth Walker should get back on the horse and have a huge week. I agree. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, I have him here at number seven against Pittsburgh. Josh Jacobs at Seattle. Uh, the reason why I don't have Jacobs higher, honestly, is because I do think Seattle is going to go up in this game. I think they're going to be fine at home, and Jacobs yep. might lose a little bit of volume because of it. Then I got Dalvin Cook at number nine here against New England. Tony Pollard at number 10 against the Giants. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, we talked about Pollard, by the way, earlier uh, in our Dallas uh, preview uh, for yeah. Thanksgiving games. Ramondre Stevenson at, at Minnesota, talked about him earlier as well. James Conner, I moved him up uh, back to a low-end RB1, t- top 12 here. He's number 12 against the Chargers at home. Uh, whether or not Kyler Murray plays, if he doesn't play, I think that they're going to really lean on James Conner. And if they can stay in that game, he can get a lot of work. Regardless, um, he's going to be using the passing game as well. So I like him against the Chargers, uh, you know, a team that not only gives up a lot of rushing yards on a per carry basis, but they also give a lot of fan- give up a lot of fantasy points to run- the opposing running backs as well. Yeah, I think if Kyler Murray plays in this game, this could be a shootout, you know, because the way these defenses have been playing hasn't been very good. And the offenses are explosive. They have playmakers. And yeah. James Conner, it seems like Hollywood's coming back too. Yeah. And James Conner, he's had a role, even though he only got 14 carries. He, he got five targets in the passing game, and that was in a blowout. Yep. So it seems yep. like his workload is locked in in a regular positive or you know even game script um neutral game script that's what they call it you know he, he's gonna have 20 touches a game and that's all you can yeah. ask for 77 percent of snaps you know in a matchup like this you you have to start him yeah regardless of who the quarterback is um jeff wilson i moved him up all the way to number 13 this week against houston at home he's the lead back there this is a no-brainer for me he's a great start this week yeah anybody yeah, any Aaron- running back against houston Great exactly. Stuff. Yeah, and the fact that he got so much work and he's the clear 1A, this is a no-brainer one for me. Yeah. Aaron Jones at number 14 against Philly. Um, you know, 
you, you worry that Green Bay doesn't get a lot going in this game. But however, you know, they have a little weapon in Christian Watson now. Maybe the changes it truly does change the dynamic of the offense. We'll see. Uh, yeah. But I'm good starting Aaron Jones. I have him over Travis Etienne. I have Etienne really low. I have Alvin Kamara really low. I have them at 15 and 16 this week. But Etienne is going up against Baltimore. They are at home. Uh, you know, and if it's anything like last week against Carolina, maybe he can get some volume. Um, I'm a little bit worried about this matchup, but it's really, really hard to bench Etienne. He's just that type of player where you gotta you gotta have him in your lineup most weeks. Um and Alvin Kamara at San Francisco, I have him at 16. You know, this offense, you know, might not fare too well against San Francisco in San Francisco because they can right. score points. You know, they can put you in negative game scripts. And not that Kamara it matters for Kamara because he can get a lot of targets. But what I mean by that is, it, like, they can just go one-dimensional, and then you just got those pass rushers just going after Andy Dalton every time he gets the ball. So this could be a rough outing for the Saints. That's why I have him at 16, and I have ETN at 15. Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. And you talk about the Saints. I don't think it's crazy to have Camaro this low because you got two things going against it. You have 49ers defense just being ridiculous, you know, and we saw they relegated the Cardinals to offensive in irrelevance you know they just weren't very good and that was with a backup quarterback playing and technically andy dalton's a backup so this could be a bad game for him but you also have the fact that you said 16 games 32 teams playing it's going to shove some players down a little bit you know because there are so many i remember i looked at the schedule and i was like man you know there's a bunch of games on thursday it's probably gonna be an empty red zone slate you know on sunday i was like wait no it's actually filled up so good on the schedule makers for the nfl for giving us a full week of thanksgiving football 100 percent um Jamal Williams, I have him here at number 17 against Buffalo. We talked about him earlier as well. Samaje Pirine, I'm assuming that Joe Mixon is out this week. Uh, I don't think we got any practice reports for Joe Mixon. Did he get a limited practice in today uh, or not? That. I'm not sure yeah, if we, we did. Uh, Joe Mixon is still in concussion protocol, according to Zach Taylor. Yeah, but no, no did update. he... Training staff, I'm told there's a reasonable chance Joe Mixon passed the concussion protocol this week and plays Sunday. I'm, I'm sure there is, but did he get a practice in? That's the question. So, All right. We'll find out about that. If he got a limited practice in today on a Wednesday, that's a it's, it's a pretty good chance that he can pass a concussion protocol. Yeah. If he does not practice today, then there's a there's much less of a chance than he 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 goes through the concussion protocol just fine. You want him to get a limited practice in at least on Thursday and then a full on Friday in order for him to be ready to play on Sunday. Okay, right. so I'm assuming let's assume he doesn't play. Um, I have Samaj P Ryan up here uh, at number eighteen. If Joe Mixon were to play, I'll probably move him up above Aaron Jones at 14. That's yeah. probably where, where I'll move him to. Um, but Samaj P. Ryan at Tennessee, it's a very tough matchup. But with Jamar Chase back, with this whole offense back, like we talked about earlier, like the Bengals can air it out. They can do their thing. And Samaj P. Ryan can be in very opportune situations. Also, Tennessee has given up the second most receptions. Oh, I'm sorry, the most receptions to running backs this season. So P. Ryan is going to be pretty involved in the passing game. And he already is. So the good thing is that, you know, kind of plays into what Tennessee has been doing uh, on defense against running backs. Right. Yeah, I think Samajra Piran's a good play as long as Joe Mixon's out. If Joe Mixon's out, you know, I, I'm i not starting him. You know, I'm not thinking that, oh, maybe he'll hold on to some work just because Joe Mixon might be limited. I'm, I'm not worried about that. Yeah, and just to clarify, Zach, man, he's not starting Piran if Joe Mixon starts. Not, yeah. not that if he starts, he won't play Mixon. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, fair. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> Yep, we got Gibson here at number 19. Uh, great role. He led the, you know, he had more carries than, um, what's his name? Ah, who? who uh, Washington. Uh, Washington. Antonio Gibson had more Brian carries Robinson. than. Brian Robinson. 
Brian Robinson. Yeah, like, that's like the name. You were working as Brian Robinson last week, and he was the primary um, pass catching running back as well, um, playing on all the two minute snaps and all that. So he is a every week RB two rest of way, especially given the fact that JD McKissick is on IR. So yeah. good news for Gibson moving forward. Decent matchup against Atlanta. Solid player. He's going to be right around 18, 19 every single week for yeah. me. Gibson's trying Damian Pierce is number 20 at Miami. Um, you know, he's down here pretty, pretty heavily. And if this gets into a negative game script, which it can, then Damian Pierce might not have as great of a week, you know, as you want him to. He's been a little bit down over the last couple of weeks, but his floor has been relatively high, um, you know, for an RB2, you know, aside from last week. Yeah. But do I think he's going to get it back going this week with Kyle Miami? In Miami? With Kyle Allen, maybe. With Kyle Allen. You know, sometimes maybe. that's all it takes. We'll see. I, Not I don't think so. though. I don't <laughs> so. yeah. David Montgomery, I have him here at 21 against the Jets. I would, I might have Montgomery higher in most weeks, but he is going up against the Jets in New York. Not the best matchup in the world. We also don't know the status of of uh, uh, Justin, Justin Fields. Fields. So, you know, there's some questions there. Even though I like Montgomery as a three-down back, not the best matchup in the world. No, I'm not a big fan of that matchup at all. Miles Sanders at 22 against Green Bay. Solid. So, you know, he's like a solid low-end RB2 every single week, pretty much. Yep. And against Green Bay, who's been leaky, you know, their run defense has been leaky this year uh, at home. I think he, he could be solid for you. And Latavius Murray at Carolina, you know, Latavius Murray can assume a three-down role this week. You know, we'll see. Because Mike Boone isn't back. They just lost Chase Edmonds. Murray might be on the field for 70 snaps. You know, it's possible yeah. against Carolina. So he can get some volume. So I think he's a decent play this week. Is he too low or is he just right? No, I think that's just right. Um, okay. I don't think his ceiling goes very high, but his floor is pretty much Agreed. locked in. Where before it wasn't so locked in, but his floor is pretty much locked in because like you said, to have Chase Evans get injured and then move on from Elvin Gordon anyway, that tells you they're comfortable having him in the backfield. You know, and obviously the offense isn't that good, but Latavius Murray is going to get his touches. And he's going to be a, actually a decent start. If you pick him up off the waiver wire, He's going to be a quality starter for you until further notice. Pretty much. Uh, I got Deontay Foreman against Denver at 24. I think he's in a situation this week where he can rack up volume because if Denver doesn't score a lot of points, then he can rack up volume. But last week, it was also a close game, but they couldn't, you know, the Carolina couldn't sustain any drives. Now they have Sam Darnold coming in. Will they be able to sustain drives? I don't know because this is a tough matchup. Like just thinking about Sam Darnold going up against Denver's pass defense is like a terrible thing to think about. Like <laughs> yeah. it's it's really bad. So regardless, like I feel like the the I feel like the Panthers are going to do worse with Sam Darnold this week than Baker. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that is Baker, a very low bar. <laughs> I I hear you, but like man, it could turn into like with Baker at least like it won't be a disaster. Like they just will suck and not score points. Yeah. But like with with Sam Darnold, I feel like they could he could throw a pick six and it could be it could be super That's super true. messy. Yeah. I could see that happening this week. But I and it's you. in Denver too. Um, is that game in Denver? Uh, it is not. No, it's in Carolina. Oh yes, in Carolina. You're, you're right. You're right. Regardless, okay, so, so it maybe, also looks like it looks like they're forecasting rain. So if, if it was already going to be a messy offensive showing, like ugh. yeah. I got Michael Carter here against Chicago. Um, I think he can get some checkdowns, so I have him up a little higher than I normally would, even though this is a potentially three-man backfield. Hopefully not. Um, hopefully him and James Robinson can kind of take over. But, yep. you know, we've seen, you know, Ty Johnson come in and, you know, be a little, little pesk in the backfield. Yeah. Um, 
And then Devin Singletary, I have him here at number 26 against Detroit with James Cook coming on a little bit. Had to move him him down. Um, Rashad White at 27 at Cleveland. Gus Edwards at 28 against Jacksonville, assuming that he's back. Leonard Fournette at 29 at Cleveland. And then Cordell Patterson at 30 at Washington. L- let me get a quick take take on your Rashad White and Leonard Fournette in uh, in in Tampa this week. Yeah. So what are you doing? I want to get. I want to put faith in Leonard Fournette that he's going to have, you know, not only more touches but better production. But Rashad White has looked good, and it seems like things are trending towards Rashad White, you know, kind of being the guy there. Um, if Leonard Fournette gets relegated to early down roles and Rashad White takes over, you know, passing downs, and I, I, maybe we see Rashad White get a couple goal line carries, I think that value is going to go up for Rashad White, and Leonard Fournette might be just kind of stuck in, in, in purgatory. You know, high end RB three, low end RB two. I don't think this turns into a Zeke and Pollard situation, but it might be closer to what we saw out of Zeke and Pollard earlier in the season, where you know Zeke might get a goal line carrier too, and that be, might be enough to buoy his production. But you know, Rashad White is looks like he's more explosive. So I, I would rank Leonard Fournette. This might be the last time I say I put Leonard Fournette over Rashad White. Um, depending on how this week goes, it could change next week. But I'll put Leonard Fournette over Rashad White just for now, and, and we'll see how it goes this week. Yeah, I mean, one of the reasons that one of the things that play into it too is that Fournette is coming off the injury, so you know maybe he gets a little bit, you know, less work than he normally would if this was just two guys going into this game pretty healthy coming off the bye. I don't know how healthy Leonard Fournette is coming into this game, so I just feel better starting Rashad White this week, right? Okay, Um, and against Cleveland too, this is a good matchup, so I think both of them can do okay, but I prefer Rashad White, a healthy Rashad White coming off the bye. And yeah. then Gus Edwards, I start, I'm starting him over Fournette because, you know, if he's going to play, I can see him, you know, having that goal line role um, if he does end up playing. So, you know, who gets the goal line carries for the Bucks? I don't know. It could be either of them, to be honest. Uh, you know, I, I have no idea. But if Gus Edwards is active, I'm pretty confident that Gus Edwards will get those goal line carries for uh, Baltimore. Right. I and uh, just to kind of like quickly, 30, I have Cordell Patterson. 31, Zeke Elliott. 32. Isaiah Pacheco, 33, Najee Harris, 34, James Robinson, 35, DeAndre Swift, followed by Brian Robinson, Raheem Mostert, Elijah Mitchell, Tyler Algier, and Kareem Hunt. That's where I'm ending it. That's it. Guys, have a happy Thanksgiving. Um, if you want these de- these these rankings, go to patreon.com slash upperhandfantasy. The link will also be in the description of whatever, wherever you're listening or watching, um, and you'll get all the rankings a little bit later today flex rankings and positional rankings take it easy guys make sure you take advantage of the underdog special offers for thanksgiving use code upper hand to double your first deposit up to 100 all right guys zach have a happy thanksgiving brother yep. hope you have a good one everybody here everyone listening have a happy thanksgiving enjoy your time and uh we'll see you guys on friday later